Welcome to the Ultra Runner Magazine podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. Today we're going to be speaking to Ultra Runner Paul Edwards, who shares his preparations for his biggest challenge yet, the walk across America. Paul has a long history of taking part in some of the biggest ultramarathons in the world, including the multi-stage Grand to Grand and Marathon de Sable. Paul's also organised his own juggle, John O'Groats to Land's End, and also has taken on the national free peaks of Ben Nevis, Scaffold Pike and Snowden by linking them all on foot. So he's no stranger and has an extreme appetite for the biggest challenges. Paul shares what it takes to put together a plan and take on his biggest challenge yet and his reasons for doing so. Can you give us a little bit of background about yourself, please? Yeah, um, Paul Edwards, I'm a 57 year old uh, ultra runner and extreme distance hiker. I live in North Wales near Wrexham. Now, we got into the, the running fairly late in life. I was never particularly fast, or, but I like the distance, like the challenge of distances. So, after marathons, we went to ultras, etc. And I found out about the Marathon de Sable in uh, Morocco, in the Sahara. So, 2017, I had a, had a blast at that. It was great. Uh, the challenge of the multi-staging and the self-sufficiency was quite appealing. Uh, also did the, the Ultra Ultra Great Britain in that year, which was a, a really, really tough, but such a rewarding event. Then 2019, uh, I came across an event in uh, America called the Grand to Grand. starts at the Grand Canyon and moves up the Escalante to finish about 9,000 feet up in Bryce Canyon. And again, similar stage to MDS, uh, six stages on seven days, long stage in the middle, self-sufficient camping at the end of each each uh, particular stage and i really got a feel for that for that sort of uh multi-day in that uh get at the end of one day get yourself together get up get up and do it again get up and do it again so i, I thought about doing challenges for a, a local charity uh which i've been covering for, for for many years but something i wanted i want to do something a bit special for them so i came up, uh, up with the ideas of doing my own sort of specific challenges now um 2000 and 20, I did a, a walk from Fort William, Scotland <coughs> to my village in Penakai, uh, Penakai being by Wrexham. Uh, but to make it interesting, I climbed the National Three Peaks on the way through as well. And that was solo, completely solo, completely unsupported and self-funded to raise money for the hospice, this children's hospice that I, I do a lot for. Yeah. Um, that was going to be my last one, my last big challenge. But of course, it doesn't happen that way. So the year after we walked, or I walked, sorry, solo unsupported, John O'Groats to Land's End, juggle. Now, I needed a gimmick, really, to sort of push push the walk, to sort of uh, add a bit of interest outside of the walking community or running communities. So uh, with uh, Ryan Reynolds and Rob McInerney buying Wrexham, and obviously Ryan is Deadpool, I did the walk, for the most part, dressed in the Deadpool costume. And it sort of had a, a lot of interest, a lot of success. Uh, we raised... I think it's 16,000 on the last walk, 10,000 walk before. So it's just under, with everything, just under 27,000 has been mm-hmm. raised on the last two walks. Yeah. Uh, there's always one more, though. And I, I think even before finishing Joggle, even before you know, getting to Land's End, I was thinking of the next one. And he goes trying to, to do something better, bigger and better. And I thought there's only really the, the walk across America. Uh, it's about 3,000 miles across. 2,800, I've got it to on mileage. If, if all goes to plan and that has to be the biggest one i can do and it has to be the last basically because his um europe is, is obviously crossing borders and language barriers so it's got to be uh america um 
so that's how that came about. So the walk across America 2023 will be my, my biggest challenge and my, my probably my last of the big challenges. It's all unsupported challenges. Like you say, though, there's always one more, isn't there? The remarkable uh, story, uh, background there. Thanks so much for letting us know, you know, and, 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 and telling us a bit more there. So when do you leave for America and where do you, where do you start in America? Right, I leave home and I travel down to Heathrow on January the 2nd, fly out on the 3rd, I fly to Salt Lake City and then from Salt Lake down to uh, San Diego, uh, starting the walk on the 6th of January. I started Ocean Beach in San Diego uh, on the Pacific coast, on their, their west coast, uh, moving eastward through 11 states of so California, Arizona, New Mexico, uh, then we've got Texas, um, <laughs> after Texas, there's Oklahoma and Arkansas, Tennessee, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, and finishing at Myrtle Beach in South Carolina, around uh, about the end of May. I can't be specific because the route will change through for various reasons. I can't plot a route from that far, really, on foot. Yeah. So it's kind of like the end of May finishing. That's a hell of a way. Um, yes, you, so, in terms of the planning side of things, um, uh, you know, uh, do you, do you have a stroller or anything that's uh, that you're going to be kind of pushing as opposed to carrying everything that you have on your back? Yeah, the uh, uh, the second half of California, Arizona, uh, New Mexico, especially, and the first part of Texas are all quite barren. If we're quite sparsely populated. I mean, New Mexico is, I think it's four times the size of Britain, but that's a population of two million people. So you're not going to be bumping bumping into people all the way. So these sparse regions, I need to be able to carry enough water and supplies. Now, I never carry the water on my back. So I have a pet stroller, which I carry all the equipment. And the basic or the the first or the the primary reason for it is purely to carry the water in, in areas where populations are quite sparse. So, yeah, Petrol is going to be used to take all the equipment and then take the weight off the back too, to be honest. What other, what other things are you going to be carrying in there? Is it something where you might have to carry a tent, sleeping bag, that kind of thing? Or is yeah, it all yeah, accommodation yeah, along yeah. the way? Um, like... Again, the, the, the barren areas. Plus, I mean, the general expense of the whole thing is self-funded. Yeah. Uh, which, which kind of geared towards camping as as often as I can. I'm really. not really a, a lover of camping, but it's, it's a necessity that I have to take. Uh, we're talking of roads of hundreds of miles long with no services whatsoever. Yeah. So it'd be by the side of the road, it'll be a tent and you know the, the usual stuff with the tent, all the peripheral, you've got sleeping bags, sleeping mats, and your, your cooking equipment, food and water. It all comes with it. All oh, the utensils, you know. So. All the things, all the things that you got for the MDS to marathon to South yeah, Basically, yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's self sufficiency. Incredible. Sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's um, it's a funny how it comes full circle sometimes. Really? Um, What's... Kind of like kind of the 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 the, the blooding forage, if you like. It's kind of like where it starts from. Yeah, uh, the the uh, the planning and the strategy. Uh, there, it sounds like everything's really uh, down to the detail. Um, what kind of um, uh, mileage are you expecting to do per day? What's your expectations? Right, um, because of the the length of time that I'm out there, yeah, uh, that had a big factor in in what I could, I think, realistically uh, do per day. Now, when I did the Fort William to Panakai, it was uh, which, uh, included the three peaks. I averaged just under 30 a day, and that was tough going. Just a lot of climb, as you can imagine, through the, the highlands and through the, the Lake District. So that 30 a day, and that was with a backpack. And I thought, this is this is quite tough. Johnny Grosvenor's end, Joggle, um, 
obviously the, the Deadpool costume as well was, was quite restrictive in, in a lot of ways. Uh, that took uh, 39 days for my 971 mile, which is just under 25 a day. So again, I thought, well, if I use 20 a day as a target, um, I think that will be that will be doable, certainly, but also means that I can incorporate a rest day here and there, and I, I can absorb that 20 into into latter days and without too much of an issue. You know, if I make a day afterwards 25 or something, I've already got a quarter of the way through doing that day, so I can absorb rest days into the 20 a day. Yeah. Uh, the planning itself, starting at the um, starting on the west coast. The reason for this is to get. Uh, and starting at that time of year, and also directing the travel, is to get Arizona out of the way before the heat and to get New Mexico out of the way because of the climb. Like it's going over the continental divide. So we're looking at peaks there of around about Eladrum Peak will be going through, which is about 9,000 feet. Yeah. So getting through that in the winter is going to be cold and all, but I'll offset that against the heat of certainly Southern California and uh, Arizona. And is it is it mainly uh, like road that you're going on, or is it a bit yeah, of trail? No, no, there'd be uh, trails that parallel the roads, which are quite compacted, almost like metal road, really. Right. Uh, yeah. There'd be very few because of the the, the stroller. It won't be sort of off roading with that because you just won't do it. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, I guess really it's just one of them where you'll be on a path wherever you can because the roads can be quite yeah. uh, quite a dangerous place as well. I guess. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, Johnny Goldstein's end actually pulled the routes off Strava because there was. I thought I'd never be this lucky again. Someone else following my route might not be this lucky. Yeah. And that was it in this country over there. And it, it, it was. It's like three times the distance or three times the hazard, if you like. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, some uh, very very big wagons over there, aren't they? Uh, oh yeah. And such. Um, the uh, I mean, it's an absolutely incredible um, uh, thing that you're doing. Can you tell us a bit more about the charity uh, that you're doing it for, and and why, and you know what kind of lifts up your passions are? Yeah, well, the the charity is uh, Hope House Children's Hospice. There, there's two. There's a sister hospice. Um, Hope House is in Alza Street, uh, which is just over the border in Salop, but it, uh, it services the Wrexham area for like the sixty-six families at Wrexham, which. Uh, use the facilities at Hope House. And then in north western Wales, uh, there's a place called Tigobay. Tigobay translates to Hope House. It's, it's like the Welsh version of it. Um, and that's a sister hospice. That covers sort of up, up, as, far, up as far as Gwyneth. Nine months, the next county at Wrexham, we're the next county on. So it's for those two children's hospices. Um, the reason for, for the children's hospice is that I, I don't have kids, but I know uh, a lot of people that have sadly had to use the hospice. And it's, it's something that never leaves them, you know, it never, never does. with so the care that the hospice gives to the children, but also to the families, and it's it's kind of like uh, unconditional. It's as much as, for as long as, and whenever you want. Which is, uh, it needs, you know, so it needs constant funding because it's, it's constantly sort of updated itself. Yeah. So it, that's the reason for the for the charity, and that's the reason why I do it for them. Yeah, it, it's, uh, I've been a guest to the hospital a couple of times, I called them up there this week, and it's such, it's, 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 it's strange, but it's, it's a happy place, because they're, they're so good with the kids there, you know, it's, it's a wonderful place to go to, but it's, for, for, for visitors, it's quite, it's quite harrowing as well, it's quite an emotional experience. Yeah, yeah, 100%, 100%. Um, the, um, 
I mean, one of the uh, things that you mentioned uh, is also the tracking side of things um, so that, you know, people can kind of see how you progress and uh, through it. Can you tell us a little bit about it and how that really helps you um, in terms of, um, you know, um, safety wise and things like that? Yeah, sure. Um, there's a, a local radio uh, station have uh, many directors one of them is a uh, head of or ceo of uh, a company in denmark with the head office at london but based in denmark now they provide surveillance and tracking for for all sorts basically now they they've kindly um, offered me a gsm a satellite phone and all the the relevant tracking and safety apps that go with it for the the duration of the walk so for six months basically or the best part of six months yeah now, this is this is um an exceptional uh, peace of mind for me. It's uh, one hit of that button and they will be able to alert services whenever I am to come to me as soon as possible, which is great. It just gives me that, it gives me a peace of mind, you know, it gives me that safety or that security that I know that I hope never to use it, but if I do use it, then I've got it. Uh, also through, um, through that particular GSM, there's a, a tracking app which can be switched off or on where I can then uh, send any information to the social media. It was actually uploaded to, to Facebook. The, the uh, tracking and surveillance at, at London will then send it onto my social media sites. Yeah. So I can be followed real time um, in the UK or anywhere in the world actually through this app. Yeah, yeah, that's indispensable, isn't it, really, for anybody that wanted to uh, check on you and, um, and, and from your side of things as well, I guess, you know, just knowing that you're on the route and and things like that and like you say on the on the safety side of things if you needed emergency care then uh, then knowing where they are uh, yeah. it's going to be a massive help um yeah i won't know exactly date by day where i'll be because things can change where where i have yeah. a time to aim for then that's fine but going across um say new mexico texas it's it's walking you feel like stopping stopping putting the tent up getting up and going again so there's no sort of pinpoint that i can make yeah. So they'll phone me. I phone them via the the GSM by the phone, tracking them. Uh, sorry, by the uh, satellite phone, um, at a certain time of day. If I don't phone them by a certain time of day, they phone me back. If there's nothing, bang, they hit the uh, the button on the emergency services will come out. Yeah. So yeah. it's that it's it's that uh, that peace of mind, you know. Obviously, you're no stranger to these uh, kind of challenges, but for some people, this is like, you know, such a massive challenge. What would you say um, is uh, is required, you know, in terms of what are the key attributes uh, that basically uh, drive you to take on something like this? And uh, also the mindset, uh, how important is mindset to, to taking on uh, these, these kind of uh, challenges, extraordinary challenges? The mind, mindset, I think you, you've either got or you haven't. I know when you're exceptional running yourself and distance running, you've done MDS, so you, you will know yourself. It, it's, the mindset is something that you have. It can, be, it can be developed, but I think it's something you've got to have inside you. You've got to have that desire to go and do something. I don't like using the word uh, motivation. as a. I think that's an emotional sense. I think commitment is uh, the biggest or the better yeah. word to use. I think if you want to pick a challenge, you'd be committed to doing it. And that is you take on all the planning. You don't just turn up and decide to do it. You plan it, you see what you're physically able to do and then work off that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And in amongst that uh, word commitment is consistency, isn't it? And yeah, uh, along with many other attributes, 
Um, so yeah, completely, completely with you on that one. Um, what do you think are the biggest challenges for you during the walk uh, across America? The side of it is something that's going to be a, an incredible experience. Yeah. But I, I kind of treat it like, uh, maybe right, well, maybe wrongly, I don't know, but I treat it like a job. It's, it's the challenge is to get from one side to the other. Yeah. And that is that, that is the, the, call, the, the reason for doing it. I want to get from one side of the country to the other. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people have said, oh, you, oh it'd be great. You'd be, were you going to visit this place? Well, no. Oh, you're passing that close to it. Yeah, 200 miles. You know, it's okay. 200 well, miles be, in the car. Yeah, exactly. Open. Yeah, it'll be a lot of detours. And by the time that you're kind of doing those kind of things, if it becomes yeah. ingrained, and then you're just going to yeah. add so much time to it, aren't you? This is it. Yeah, it, it, it's, 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 it's that dedication, that commitment to doing the job. Yeah. But I'm treating it like a job. I'm treating it like, this is where I'm going to be. This is what I'm aiming for. Yeah. This is where I'm finishing. And, and all the, the I've still experience and seen so many things that the, most of the, the most of the world won't have seen. You yeah. know, same as with walking joggle because you're walking it, you pass. It takes that long to get through somewhere, but you 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 live the places. You don't actually sort of fly through. I mean, even even cyclists will fly fly through at twenty miles per hour. Yeah. I mean, when you're walking through, you don't get anywhere quickly. So you think patience is something else that we develop. Yeah. over these, these walks you know it's that, that realization again as we've, as we've seen we in, in, in the sahara when you look at a mountain you're running for six hours you haven't got anywhere near it yeah. it, it's that it's that thing is that learning the patience to understand that it's what if, if you keep going you will get there yeah yeah absolutely 100 percent. in terms of like how many hours you're going to be doing it per day is there is there like a, will you be uh walking for eight hours 10 hours 14 hours what what's your plan there and does it kind of go hand in hand with accommodation or where you're expecting to get down for the night yeah uh when i had the more populated areas i got more more option on what i choose to do per day yeah uh, out in the uh the wilds right from california arizona new mexico texas into the start of oklahoma um i'm geared pretty much on daylight uh, there should be eight hours of bright sunshine for a lot of those states at that time of year anyway, so I should be able to move for eight hours. I don't really want to be out in the exposed areas with a head torch because I'll be seen from miles and miles away by people who might not, who I won't want to be seen by. Same as camping, I've got to be able to put the tent up and take it down again in the dark if I push on too far. So all yeah. these considerations are in. But the main one is that they, there will be eight hours of bright sunshine. I'm not sure about daylight itself, it's obviously longer. But I've got eight hours to, to move per day. So those miles will be absorbed into that time. If it's if it's lighter, if there's nowhere in particular to aim for, if we've got enough daylight, then I'll push on and do more. Yeah. The idea is to make the average of twenty, knowing that if I if I lose a couple of days to rest days, I've got it in the bank. Yeah, absolutely. Food-wise, is that something where you are kind of uh, bring in certain kind of foods? I guess you might not be able to get them in the in in the country, but basically, um, or is it something where you're going to be stocking up as soon as you land, and then it's going to be um, you know a certain kind of uh, nutrition that you're going to be used to, or is it really just flexible? It's completely flexible. We're taking yeah. freeze dried because we, I know again we experience we've had them and they're pretty good. Good. Um, a good calorie del delivery for, for yeah. what they are, yeah. and it, it's the, the the weight of them is it's, it's nothing as we know. Um, mm -hmm. The water will be coming with me, hence the stroller to carry the, the water. Uh, cooking equipment will be coming with me, so it's just a case of boiling it up and having that, having the freeze dried uh, for certainly parts of it where there's no no services. Uh, the rest will be just basically just, just what you can when you can. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I can't be sort of in a position where, again, because of the length of time it's taken me to get through everywhere, I can't really be that fussy on what I have. Yeah, you know, I can't sort of miss a place team for someone else because it's uh, better quality of, of nutrition. No, yeah, I it's just, that option. I mean, it, that could be thirty mile away. Yeah, it, you'd it, rather it, in a car. It's fine, but thirty yeah. mile will be over one day travel for me. So 100%. I think it's it's having what I can when I can. Yeah, I'm trying to make the best of what's there. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, in terms of uh, footwear and things like that, what what are you going to opt for? What kind of uh, footwear? Um. Well, the walking boots I had, uh, they were hawkers. I got them for the, uh, the 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 walk from Fort William to my village. That was fine. I've used the same again. I had uh, I had the full hitch up, uh, almost a thousand mile on joggle and some training miles with a pair of hawkers. So I'll be taking those. I'll get a new pair and I'll be taking those. But with it being road, just not as you know, it's not so much of an issue. I mean, uh, road yeah. running shoes, nice and lightweight, stable. So yeah, they'll they'll come with me. Yeah. And of course, there's the shops over there. I mean, it's not like we're going to somewhere like the middle of Australia where there's nothing at all. You've got to carry yeah. everything. Over there, you will be able to replenish any any used stock, whether it be footwear or food, you know, because there will be services out there. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, is there anything else that you kind of, uh, that you've still got to do uh, prior to setting off? Uh, there was uh, there was one thing, actually, which is I'll be using that, I'll be seeing it on the channel for people who don't want to plan this. Make sure your flights are sorted out. Uh, I had a random phone call to Iberian uh, on Tuesday. And uh, they said, oh, you know, your book has been cancelled by the agent for non-payment. I said, all right, so I'm not going then. Oh, no. So I had to phone the agent. They were paid. What they did was keep all the money and then hope to get a seat a bit later on when they're cheaper. But they didn't bother telling me. So I'd have been a Heathrow without a flight. So double check double check yeah. everything yeah uh, obviously i've got the flights now and it's actually worked out a lot better i was yeah. a bit reluctant to put a, a return flight date yeah. because i think it could put pressure on me if things aren't going well i still have enough time to finish at the end of june if need be yeah. if i put a flight on it i mean it's putting pressure on but it's not it just means i can move the flight i think it's easier to get one while you it's easier to change one when you've got one than it is to try and get one yeah. Well, we wish you absolutely all the best in your in your journey and your uh, remaining preparation. It will soon be here, less than a month before you fly out So and start the challenge. So amazing. If people wanted to find out more, where would they go? So uh, various social media uh, sites, uh, Facebook, <laughs> uh, Twitter, uh, TikTok as well, and the, uh, and the YouTube channel. If you put in hashtag... 2023 walk across america any of those will will sort of link into whichever social media site you're on that's brilliant that's absolutely brilliant well thank you so much for your time today uh, it's an absolute privilege as always and uh, we wish you all the very very best with the upcoming walk across america thank you paul thank you so much Wayne. cheers on